top of the morning. It's a brand new day. I am RD Roger Dickerman, a fitness and wellness strategist, and this is the RD3 podcast where we focus on three prompts to move the ball forward every day, no matter what. Input, output, activate. Fresh ground black coffee in hand. It's Backyard Beans High Hopes today. It is good to be back on the mic as we kick off RD3 Season 2 with our once-per-week cadence, and I have to say, it was the right decision. The week built up to the right level of anticipation. I feel exactly the way that I want to feel in terms of delivering value to you, and that way is I have something to say. I have many things to say. That's really what it's about. Those last few weeks of the day-to-day, I started to feel as though I I lost that. I was compressing. I I I was pressing. I was trying to find things to say. And now they are naturally here. Shout out to all of you, way too many to name feeling blah out there. That continues to be the theme in many of my conversations. Days are blending, days all feel the same. I know I've discussed this before, but it really continues to rear its head. I have felt the same way too. I've said the same things too. When I feel that way, or at least when I become conscious of feeling that way, because Sometimes it's just happening, right? But when I become conscious of it, I really try to flip it and take personal responsibility. How can I shake it up? How can I find a way? How can I schedule a way to shake it up? The good news, we're clearly closer, at least in this phase, to the end of quarantine than the beginning. But don't offload, don't use that as a reason to offload responsibility. Or better said, don't wait. Take matters into your own hands this week. The weather, the change of seasons helps. Take advantage. Shake up your own world. Find that way. Let's talk about three things. Thing number one, let's talk about nuance. We, Marissa, myself, Flora, we had our first true feel-bad moment of quarantine. Let me explain. Nothing to be concerned about, but uh, at least from a health perspective. But let me explain. We have a trail, the Delaware Canal towpath close to where we live, and it's just miles of trees and water. If you go to my Instagram, I am underscore relentless, you'll see pictures of it. It's been invaluable in quarantine. It's a near daily habit to go out to the canal towpath, use it, walk, run, work out, turtle watch, let our daughter throw rocks, you name it. Accessible via the trail is a large outdoor recreation center. Think massive. Think hundreds of acres. Grass, paved trails, baseball, softball, volleyball, soccer fields. You take a small offshoot trail to access it, and then you find yourself on this incredible amount of open space. So the three of us this past weekend are engaging in our daily habit, access the trail. We take that detour into the rec center. We're walking the paved trail that snakes through the land. Not a single human being within acres of us in any direction. Police officer rolls up on a motorcycle, stops, and tells us we can't be in here. I reply. I spread my arms, replying. I gesture at the entirety of those hundreds of acres around us. And I say, in here at all? And the cop replies, no, it's closed. You have to leave. His tone was mildly chastising, as in you should know this kind of a tone. So we leave. 
On the way back, we run into two teenagers carrying a bag of soccer balls, clearly headed in the same direction into the rec center land and soccer field to practice. We stop them, we tell them what happened. It immediately resonates with them and they tell us they were fined last week. They hang their heads, they head back home saying they don't want to be fined again. So we ended up going home uh, and talking about this amongst ourselves as well as with a few passerbys, our neighbors, and we felt bad just downright awful about what had transpired. So let me sum up my feelings. This is dumb. This is stupidity. And it is quite frankly offensive to me. Nuance, that's the topic. Where is the nuance? Let's talk about what we know, or at least what we think we know. Outdoor transmission of COVID is almost non-existent. Outdoor exposure is healthy. Activity is healthy. So a township or any government body for that matter, are you really going to expend resources to tell a family that they can't walk in hundreds of acres of open land that's clearly accessible by a trail that isn't marked or closed off? It doesn't make any sense. And they're going to great enough lengths to actually fine, monetarily fine two teenagers for kicking soccer balls to one another? Mind you, I get it if you want to steer people away from using equipment, from hanging on a bar, swinging on a swing set, from playing team or large group sports on fields. Fine, go in and break those things up. I get it. But the nuance is lost. This felt bad. And as a whole, the situation was very concerning. These are the kinds of things... I really don't want to see replicated all around. All right. In the spirit of nuance, let's talk about the flip side. A New Jersey gym made headlines in the past few days for practicing civil disobedience. The gym decided to open up with strict distancing and cleaning policies, but ahead of schedule. And that attracted a lot of people and a lot of attention. So the cops showed up. What did they say? The cops said, This is against state recommendations and guidelines. And then they said, have a nice day. To me, that's getting it right. That is nuance in the right direction. That is not becoming a police state. It's making the recommendations known and then letting people decide for themselves. This side of the nuance equation, I feel, is beginning to reach a tipping point as the pressure builds on the small and mid-business landscape. And that pressure is only going to intensify as more and more people's livelihoods are being threatened. Let's take our example. The state of Pennsylvania has a red, yellow, and green phase reopening plan. Our gym, Relentless Fitness, is part of the green phase. Unfortunately, that means it's the latest phase to reopen. But here are two points of nuance. And they are, I'm leaving them here. I'm just simply presenting them for consideration. Point number one, daycares and childcare are part of the yellow phase. That's the phase ahead of us. Well, one of our primary sources of business and revenue during the summertime is a day camp. Arguably, it's actually a pretty small group day camp, possibly smaller groups than a daycare or childcare. So what's the difference between a daycare and a small day camp. 
Again, nuance. Do you see how this could leave a business owner's head spinning? Point number two. The adult side of our business is built on one-on-one private training. No one is allowed to swipe and go. No one can enter our place of business and do their own thing. That means, theoretically, we could spread a few sessions across a few thousand square feet, enforce extreme social distancing practices, and cleaning protocols. So what's the difference between that and other businesses opening in the yellow phase, again, the phase ahead of us, with many multiples, many, many multiples of those numbers of people in the exact same square footage? Again, nuance. I don't pretend to have the answers, and I'm not making a statement here and giving a definitive stance on those two points, but it's clear that the powers that be don't have a definitive stance either, and that leaves us all in a very tricky time with a lot of opportunities for conflict within these areas of nuance. I simply hope that level heads prevail and we can sort it out on our own. Point number two, let's talk about change today. Speaking of businesses being threatened, I've thought a lot about the business landscape never being the same. In a lot of ways, the pandemic has hit the fast forward button on many things. And one of those things is the evolution of the mall, the strip mall, that large amount of largely retail and food space that, man, it it may be over. The dominoes have begun to fall, including JCPenney, Crew, Nordstrom, all filing for bankruptcy, as well as companies like Lululemon finding huge success online, which begs the question of whether even the most successful mall stores will decide to persist in these large dying environments. You know, as someone whose teenage years were spent in malls, this is a bittersweet thought, but it is part of natural evolution. The same conversation of change, although less bittersweet in this instance, can be applied to higher education. Colleges, many of which were already falling behind different online options, are in trouble. They are in the financial pressure cooker. While the top tier schools, the Ivies, they'll be fine. There are a ton of lower to mid-tier options and colleges that are at risk. And the rise of those online options I mentioned, those online options in many instances already doing the education piece better, already doing it more applicably, already doing it more real-world oriented than many physical schools, you know, the rise of those online options should continue to be dramatic. The change conversation doesn't stop there. You know, let's large events the future of sports, the future of esports, the future of large, dense cities, the future of their business landscapes, the future of office buildings versus remote work, the future of city living versus rural living. The only constant is change. Most days, weeks, months, years, macro change moves at a glacial pace. In times like these, it speeds up, and we realize that the kindling was piling up all along, and it just needed a match. And point number three, let's talk about the last dance. The 10-part ESPN special ended on Sunday, and it chronicled Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls basketball journey during their quest for a sixth and final championship run. What a time for this special, right? What a time for it to be released with a Darth of Live Sports It would have been successful regardless. It's quite well done, but it did even better as a result. 
To me, the best part of The Last Dance and where it transcends sports is the unparalleled open access to Michael Jordan, who has such an unapologetic and honest personality. He was ruthless. He was a ruthless competitor. And he was never and is not now PC about it. And I find that refreshing. Furthermore, I left with the impression that he really understood himself. He got it. He got himself. He gets it now. He possesses a lot of self-awareness. I think a marker of the modern era that we live in, not Jordan's era. I'm not terming that the modern era. I'm terming this as the, po- terming this as the post-Jordan era. You know, social media is such a driving force. A marker of the era is approval. Likes are good. Attention is good. Michael Jordan outright said during his career, which again goes back to self-awareness, I'm not trying to be a role model. I'm trying to be the best basketball player in the world. He understood that his skill, his style, would be the role models. And he seemed to understand that future opportunities would stem from that. He was clearly able to take full advantage and build an empire. So my hat's off to MJ today. From three general discussion points, let's now shift into three ways to, you guessed it, input, output, activate. Remember this, if you check those boxes, input something positive, output something productive, activate the body. If you check those boxes every day in a small, small way, no matter what, you are going to grow, build, and become better over time. So let's get actionable Let's get tangible. Let's fire up your week. One. So three things. One. Fundamentals. Let's continue to riff off of the conclusion to the last dance. And let's go to the man himself, Michael Jordan, for a few quotes today. Quote, The game of basketball has meant everything to me. It's my refuge, my peace. It's been the place of most intense pain and joy that anyone can imagine. I hope that it's given the millions of people who I have touched the motivation to follow their dreams, end quote. I found that quote to be representative of why sports are so valuable. They're a proxy for life in many regards. They're a proxy for struggle, triumph, failure, personal development personal growth. And with that in mind, another quote, quote, the only way to relieve that pressure is to build your fundamentals, practice them over and over. So when the game breaks down, you can handle anything that transpires. End quote. My friends, the life game has broken down, hasn't it? And my prompt today centers around your preparation. Using that quote, to review your preparation. You have nine full weeks of, we have nine full weeks of quarantine to look back on and review. So take a look back. Where were you most lacking in preparation? Where did your fundamentals break down? Where did they fail you? Where did they come close to failing you? Was it your remote working acumen? Did you find yourself wanting to create something but lacked a specific skill? How was your mind? Did you struggle at times keeping a calm through the chaos? How was or is your body? Were you able to sustain your health? 
your level of fitness. Somewhere in there is a prompt. Find it. Just like a basketball player improves his or her dribble or takes an off-season to improve free throw shooting. This is our chance to do the same. What needs work? What needs education? What needs evolution? Find your thing. Seize it. Figure out how to develop it. Can you do so through online resources? Through leveraging a friend's knowledge? Through hiring someone? Through investing in something? Now is the time. None of us know what the future holds. If this game breaks down again, this game of life, if it breaks down again, if the wave extends, if there's a second wave, be ready. Make sure your fundamentals are ready. I'm going through this mental process right now. I mentioned on a recent podcast, I'm learning a tool called Glide Apps. It's, um, I'm working on building a few things. And, and to do that, I need to be better. I need to get better. I need to understand more. I need to educate myself. Become more proficient at building a tool or at least building a prototype and then investing in someone else to build it, right? One way or the other, I need to improve myself. And so I am focused on that. Hey, guess what? If there's a second wave, our livelihood's at risk. Our livelihood's really at risk now. And hey, I like to try to be actionable. I like to try to take matters in my own hands. I can't control everything, but control what I can control. So hey, control what you can control. What can you prepare for when the game breaks down again. Two, prompt number two. I want to talk about root cause. The simplest denominator, root cause. My good friend, Dr. Colin Champ, tweeted this past week about RX bars. And here was his quote. Quote, I bought some packaged foods, RX bars, etc., due to concern with food shortages. I normally have zero of this in my house. Tried some after a workout. Disaster ensued. Not sure how anyone could eat these types of foods in moderation. Definitely promotes hunger and overeating. My buddy, Dr. Champ, is one of the cleanest eaters I know. And by the way, Dr. Champ, I got to get you on this podcast. So let that be said. But he picked on a product, RX Bars, that isn't even close to highest on the taste food chain which makes his point even more essential. Hyper palatability. Processed foods are just too easy. They're designed literally to push you and I off the rails, whether we know it or not. They're designed for that. They're designed to be hyper palatable, which makes it so easy to eat more of them. Here's my main point. Reduce the situation to its root cause. That means first, take responsibility off of yourself in the moment. What do I mean by this? If something's in the house and you overeat it with the late night snack, the pint of ice cream, the chips, the cookies, the whatever, take the responsibility off yourself. In my view, not your fault. Instead, place the responsibility on yourself at root cause when making the choices about what to acquire and actually bring in and stock in the house. That's where it's at. If it's in the house, you'll likely eventually eat it. If it's not, 
you've put up a really effective barrier to entry. And there's a huge difference between stocking the pantry with a bunch of crap and ordering takeout once a week. A huge difference. Because again, I'm not, I'm not the eliminate everything guy. I'm not be perfect all the time. I'm not be 100% all the, I'm not the 100% all the time guy. You should have your moments of enjoyment, absolutely. But not so much to be detrimental to your overall health equation. I'm constantly fighting that battle. battle. When I fail, when I fail myself, it's because I let it in the house. And guess what? If it's in there, I'm going to eat it. So, have enough of the good stuff on hand. Have very little or none of the bad stuff. You want a recipe for weight loss, body fat loss, general health improvement, blood marker improvement? There it is. Plain and simple. Focus your efforts on the shopping and the stocking. The rest will play out well. Want my version of an RX bar? It's the perfect bar. The perfect bar is a nut butter based air quotes health bar. But as my buddy Ari conveniently put it after looking at the label, yep, this is a candy bar. And it is true. It's true. It's definitely closer to a candy bar than a health bar. But man, let me tell you, if I get a box of eight perfect bars, I am lucky, lucky if I can make it last into the fourth day. That's eight bars consuming in three days. Lucky if I see a bar on the fourth day. No restraint, no self-control. It trips all of the triggers. Again, what's the solution? It's not my discipline. It's not my willpower. It's not try harder, Roger. It's don't buy them. Don't allow anyone else in my house to buy them in the first place, period. I'm sorry if that sounds harsh, but I believe it to be, at least in my world, the only effective answer. What sets you off? What is the low-hanging fruit in your own food sphere? What's the one tweak you can make to immediately improve your consumption and your health equation? Make the change. Prompt number three in the input-output-activate spectrum, decompression. Decompression. This is a Paul Graham quote. Quote, How can people who will go on to create giant companies not seem formidable early on. I think the main reason is that their experience so far has trained them to keep their wings folded, as it were. Family, school, and jobs encourage cooperation, not conquest. And it's just as well they do, because even being Genghis Khan is probably 99% cooperation. But the result is that most people emerge from the tube of their upbringing in their early 20s compressed into the shape of the tube. Some Some find they have wings and start to spread them, but this takes a few years. In the beginning, even they don't yet know what they're capable of. Love Paul Graham. Decompression. I find Paul Graham very insightful. So I want to leave you with his quote, mainly as a fire starter, and prompt this. Are you compressed? And are you beginning to spread your wings? Can you begin to spread your wings? Reflect on this a bit today. The cool thing And believe me, I always qualify that statement. I always ground that statement. There are many horrible, horrible things about the current landscape. But if I were to highlight a cool thing about it, that thing is permission. You have more permission than ever to break a rule or two, to to take a step or two outside of your personal box, to poke around, to experiment, To lift, then flex, then spread a wing or two. To decompress. 
If you haven't seen that, if you haven't felt that way, I hope this and I hope I can give you a little nudge in that direction because RD3, this podcast is all about flight. I am looking for ways to personally take flight. I'm talking about those ways and I really want you to do the same. So it is great to be back. Let's get after it. Hit me up. Let me know. How's this format? How's season two? How's the kickoff? What resonated with you today? Please share the episode with someone who you think would benefit. If you have a second, drop me that review on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate you. My friends, I will talk to you next week.